Blog Talk Radio. Warning. You have entered the realm of the gods. So give us your mind and your full attention. So you say you deal with esoteric information? I never heard of such. Well, you're in for a treat. Blog Talk, Blog Talk, this is the Blog Talk. I lean hell bay, dropping jewels every day. Blog Talk, Blog Talk, this is the Blog Talk. Metaphysical, we deal with the spiritual. Blog Talk, Blog Talk, this is the Blog Talk. I lean hell bay, dropping jewels every day. Blog Talk, Blog Talk, this is the Blog Talk. Metaphysical, we deal with the spiritual. So you claim to be a god? Damn right I'm a god. The maker, the owner, cream of the planet Earth, father of civilization, god of the Get your notepad, it's more than an hour full. Watch your jaw, the crew is watching talk. Indigenous to the land, wherever we stand. First world order, we bringing it home in the first quarter. Invisible lines don't apply, we cross borders. Silly rabbit, knowledge for gods. No matter where you resign, Mars, Temple of Mars. So don't fret or proceed with hesitation. Just tune in to Blog Talk to get the information. Peace. Whether you suffer from pain in your back to aches in your knees. Come on down and purchase you some ancestral tea to get rid of all the parasites, toxins, and fleas. Spiritual elevation for cosmic gravitation. So put away the patience, because there's no time to be wasted.
just when I'm riding on the city streets, never really miss a beat. To the point of no return, lest I turn another cheek. Catch me on my dated box, smooth as I wanna be. Just being me, never chilling with the wannabes. God in the flesh, dated bad sister lectures. But cosmic history is more than they can understand it. My melanated skin, star brush from the astro. I made a dark energy created from black holes. No thyself, the only one you can lean on. I got some scoopers that y'all can break y'all weed on. All right, here's Martin Luther King and slave ships. But what about the underwater cities and spaceships? My mystical mind, we had a government covering. But if the old man took a fly away like a mothership, where African people were the real Anunnaki, wearing feathers on their heads just to prove feet taller than me. Through the transition and it's all she wrote. Put on my hockey game, my Jesus reached back to the post. Hey, back, my angel time to bring heaven on earth. I was the last daughter child that returned to the birth. We going through the transition and it's all she wrote. Put on my hockey game, my Jesus reached back to the post. Yo, don't look at me the same, I ain't nothing like I used to be Upgraded daily through the lies and all the foolery My dream became lucid, I travel back in time Collecting life data for my subconscious mind That father let me know that anything is possible By pulling down the universe through my crown chakra Manipulate the energy, is all an illusion Knowing who you are kills all the confusion Why 85% judge off my appearance? I use alchemy to create the world potential My lyrics turn divas right back in the queens Why those Boys the same twice appearing back on the scene Everybody gone mad, blame the media outlet The new black Hollywood chosen straight out of the project Pomo agenda war, sucking up to the master While the whole community going up in disaster We going through the transition and it's all she wrote Put on my hockey game, my Jesus reached back to the post Came back, my angel time to bring heaven on earth I was the last golden child that returned to the birth We going through the transition and it's all she wrote Put on my hockey game, my Jesus reached back to the post
when I saw how he defeated Sonny Liston. Mm-hmm. So, and I've been pretty pretty observant of that brother since then. You know, right? Uh, you know, he's uh, been now I'm 63 years old, so you know I've been following him for a very long time. <laughs> yes, yeah, since his beginnings, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you know, I was a great admirer of him and everything, and uh, uh, like I said, totally, totally contracted this Parkinson's uh, 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 disease, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, first I thought it came from this uh, from this boxing experience, you know, right. which I still believe some of it did, mm-hmm. but uh, I heard rumors that some that they had they were spicing his uh, drinks when he was in the ring, had plus put some in his drink, you know, to make him that way. All right. kind of rumors, you know. Right, right. Well, actually, it's not rumors. Um, I mean, this is actually verified that there was doctors who actually came in, Brother L, and was claiming that he had a thyroid problem, and oh, really? they would have him to take thyroid pills before a fight. Now, who on earth would do that? Because the thyroid pills would make them sluggish. Um, to do so, you know, and, you know, not as coherent as need to be in order to, you know, move out the, you know, the way of them punches. Right. And this is actually on YouTube. You can actually pull this up about his former trainers and associates saying that they seen him, um, you know, and they seen the doctors. Now, what Brother Bobby Hemming and Brother um, Baba Phil Valentine has stated, which I agree with, is that um, it was rat poison. They were, that they was actually feeding him, and which that caused him to, um, you know, uh, remember, he was the greatest. So the right. name Ali means the most high, right. the most high God. So hence the term the greatest, as in Allahu Akbar, you know. Um, that was, you know, his name from Cassius Marcellus, you know, Clay, you know, so... Um, he was part of the X-Men, you know, hence, quote-unquote, the Nation of Islam, you know, who, you know, normally when they come in, most members when they come in, they receive an X, which symbolizes the unknown. Right. You know, um, he was able to get Ali, you know, off the battle, which that correlated to the more science temple the Morris Holy Temple of Science slash the Morris Divine National Movement, the Morris National Divine Movement, however we want to refer to it as, up on the Prophet Noble Jew Ali. You know, in which mm-hmm. that we know that um, Robert Elijah Poole Bay or Elijah Bay was a member or at least sat in the classes from his own statements, you know, um, and got taught in the Moore Science Temple um, there in Detroit, Michigan. Yeah. You know, as well as also Master Farah Muhammad, who was known then as David Ford L., was yeah, also I, a member. I have a picture of him. Mm-hmm. Right, 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 exactly. And we have it on the website for those who want to go deeper about it. You can go to the Moore's Holy Temple of Science of the World um, to uh, to the page www.drlemelbay.com, and you can go there and go to that page and actually read probably the most thorough historical, without bias, 
you know, um, as if I'm trying to sway you to worship a man because I don't do that. I'm not into man worshiping. Sorry. Right. <laughs> you know, um, the divine Christ, Melchizedek, the supreme force or deity dwell within each and every one of us. That is each and every one of our divine soul. All right. Now, there are some people on this planet that does not have soul. I won't go there. <laughs> right. But they do have the breath, um, which deals with um, common, the ego and the personality, you know, in which that, that must be developed, which is probably the key. That is the key source of life. You know, we can go without food for over a month. We can go without water for over a week, you know, just a little over a week, not much. Um, but we can't right. go without the breath, but probably about three um, minutes or so. So, you know, we have to realize is that that is the most important aspect of life. And so when Muhammad Ali, you know, was saying float like a butterfly, sting like a bee, you know, that was symbolic, you know, to the way he moved, that spirit within him, that soul within him was able to move like that. And so by taking these particular um, thyroid pills, and then they said that he wouldn't just take one, he would take three. So he wouldn't just take one, Brother L, he would take three. Hmm. You know, so, you know, it was a wonder that he would barely make those fights, you know, in the later years. Because, see, the thing is that they wanted to shut his mouth. Right. Too vocal. Go back to the old shows um, that he was on and in front of the press. He always said, um, Assalamu alaikum. You know, he always said, you know, peace be upon, you know, or, you know, or something, you know, or praise be to Allah. Allah, you mm-hmm. ask Allah. He always said some type of Islamic phrase, you know, or spoke the language. When he was in front, then he would go into white supremacy, you know, and go into, you know, how uh, white supremacy was designed to hold us down and oppress us, suppress us, depress us. He would talk about all these things on nationwide TV and being the figure that he was being renowned and being and being known around the globe, around the world, you know. Um, like I said, the FBI agent told us specifically to our face that once you get over 100,000 followers, they're coming, you know. Now, he had millions, possibly even billions of fans because he was the most known person during the 70s. Yeah. All right? The most known person during the 70s. Um, probably the only other person would probably have been um, close was Michael Jackson. You know, but he was the most known. I mean, so much so till uh, they actually, you know, did, you know, comic books. Um, he actually fought Superman in a in a comic book and whooped his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Superman ass in the comic book <laughs> in DC Comics. Y'all can look this up. This is the, I, I remember having I remember the comic that. book as a child. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, and I was fascinated 
you know, that Muhammad Ali won the fight against white supremacy. Oh, I mean, Superman. Because I was surprised that they let him win, you know, right. while DC exactly. Comics being ran by Europeans. And right. I was surprised they let him win. I said, they they, they allowed it to, you know, to be written in this comic? Exactly. Somebody showed that to me. And I, that's what I said, what? I was shocked. Yeah, yeah. You you have to be, you know, because um, that's, that's fascinating. That's really fascinating. And, you know, so... They wanted to shut his mouth, Brother L, you know, because he was such a phenomenal spokesman for the Nation of Islam, for Islam, as well as also for upliftment of, quote-unquote, the said Moorish or black community. And mm-hmm. so they wanted him to, you know, um, be quiet. So what would they do? Well, that way is... The throat, the throat chakra. So you had to come up with something in which that would keep him quiet. So if you notice, over the years, he was real vocal. Right. You know, and, um, and, you know, some say that he was arrogant, whatever the case was. But he made the European Albion shut his mouth when he was in front of him. You know, they had to think around him. That's what Elijah Muhammad did teach, is you how to think. If you wasn't, you know, um, um, you was able to be quick on your feet in front of those cameras, um, you know, and that was something very different. You see? That was something very different, you know. Um, they got a chance in order to see how intelligent he really was. And the fact is, is that he stated that um, at the time, you know, um, allegedly he didn't even finish high school. You know? Right. And to be that intelligent and be able to be that quick on the feet, they see the type of men in which that Elijah Muhammad was, was, was raising. So, I mean, when he changed the name from Clay, allegedly convert to Islam, because that's what they love to say, but you were born a Muslim. All right. Exactly. The word Muslim or Muslim or Misraun, where the original word comes from, which is ancient um, um, Egyptian or hieroglyphics, actually means born from the tear of Ra. All right. Born mm-hmm. from the tear of Ra. And that's what it says that humans are born from the tear of Ra. So we are all born from the tear of Ra. The tear symbolizes that soul connection, that spark of life. Hence, you're also, your body is 75% water. So, you know, saying that we've been born in water also, triple stage darkness, which is the three trimester periods, you know, three, the first three months, the second three months, and the third three months, which three times three is nine, going into the 10th uh, month or the 40th week, symbolic to um, Noah, it rained 40 days and 40 nights. And then the water break, you know, uh, even in the story, just like the water break within the mother's, um, yeah. you know, uh, a womb or, you know, the, the bring forth the child from out of the darkness into the light, symbolically, once again, mm. you know. But he changed his name, you know, uh, um, or Elijah Muhammad gave him the title 
or named Ali. And that was, you know, something, you know, major during that time period because that set off a counterculture generation, you know, in the sense that they would have to not just join the organization, but now even in and out change their names, you know. And so, you know, we've seen a lot of people during the 70s and 80s actually change their names, you know, from the said slave name, birth name, government name, whatever you want to refer to it as, to some type of indigenous or Arabic, uh, which actually the first Moors of Arabia, you know, were said blacks, hence the term blackamore, you know, because... We have Albions to this day who tried to state that the Moors were pale. And some of them did become pale due to the invasion of the Moors. And I don't like, want to say per se invasion, but they say conquest or whatever they want to refer to it as. But as the Moors entered into Spain and Portugal and different other areas of, of um, Europe, Asia Minor, as it's really called, Europe doesn't really exist because... If you look at all the continents, all of them have, they begin with an A and end with an A. Mm-hmm. So really, you know, you're talking about America, A, A, Australia, A, A, Asia, A, A, Antarctica, A, A, you know, mm. you know, Africa, A, A. So the only one that don't have an A, A is E, E. <laughs> which is Europe, right? So we know that was not the original name. It was minor. It was um, Asia Minor, and um, and some refer to even Africa as um, what they refer to as Asia Major, right? But that's another discussion. But we are talking about you know his career because I think it was in. 1984, he was diagnosed with Parkinson's um, disease, in which that was attributed to, like what you said, brain injuries caused by his boxing career. Mm-hmm. And so as the condition worsened, um, you know, he made limited public appearances, you know, as he was cared for by his family until his death, which was June 3rd, 2016, or just simply... What, five days ago? Yeah, five days ago. Right, five days ago. Now, we know that some of his most memorable fights, of course, the fight of the century, uh, 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 you know, Super Fight 2, the Thrill in Manila, you know, which they refer to it, you know, which was the Joe uh, Fraser um, fight, the first fight of Lenny, um, um, of, um, um, of um, Liston, that first fight. Uh, and matter of fact, they fought again. The second fight, yeah. too. Yes, they did. I wasn't born, but, you know, that was Ali. The second, uh, was the right, Phantom, I, the I seen Phantom it. Pop right. right, right. The first and the second, he whipped that behind. Right? Um, and then, of course, the rumble in the jungle with um, George Foreman, you know. <clears throat> 
so these were probably the most memorable fights of Ali, you know. Uh, but he was diagnosed, like we said, with Parkinson's disease in 1984. Now, I got a chance to meet him during that time period. All right? I think it was around, actually, 1983. I, was, I think I was about 14 years old. And he was in Harlem. And he was coming up the block on a near going towards 129th Street from 128th on Lenox Avenue, which is now called Malcolm X Boulevard. Mm. And I was coming around the corner, and here it was. I'm looking at him now. He's surrounded by children, but you know he was allegedly only six three, but he looked like a damn giant to me. <laughs> you know, at that time, you know what I'm saying? He looked like a giant. <laughs> You know, and so I'm coming around the corner, and I'm like, oh, snap, that's Muhammad Ali. So I work my way through the crowd of children, and I go and shake his hand, you know, and then I hurry up and go to the, you know, to the train because I had to go, you know, make some moves, you know. But I'm like, yo, I just shook Muhammad Ali's hand, the greatest. Right. So I actually got a chance to um, meet him. And then the crazy thing is that years later in college, I actually helped his, um, um, he had a son who never got a chance to meet him, but I, we got a chance to have his son actually meet him when he came to Fairville, North Carolina. And he was up at the, um, um, I think he um, actually came to the Omar Ibn Said Mosque there in Fairville, and we got his son to meet him. I think he was actually at the auditorium somewhere, and I think they might have made a little visit there, however it was. But we got a chance for his son to meet him, who never met him before. And his name was Caesar. All right, so he had one of them, um, you know, Cassius, Marcellus, you know, type of names too. <laughs> a Roman right. name, you know. Um, but his name was Caesar, you know. Um, so... He got the chance to actually meet his father, and his father actually said, man, you do look like me. You know, so these are some great things that actually I got a chance to witness and be part of, you know, um, with the champ, you know, uh, the greatest before, you know, his, um, you know, before his, you know, his official diagnosis, you know, and after his diagnosis, because that was around 1990. I think that was around 1990, 1989, when that happened. Right. Um, with the brother um, meeting him. So that was like five years after the diagnosis, and he wasn't yet drawn away from the public light um, yet. And the crazy thing was that when I met him in um, 83, I don't remember any bodyguards being around him. Hmm. It was just him walking up the block. And children mm -hmm. and adults all over the place, you know, all around him. Like he was ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Oh. So, you know, that that was, you know, something special that I still remember to this day. You know, so you know, let me get to uh any anything else that you remember, brother L that you want to talk about before I go to the next, you know, segment? 
Yeah, I I uh, uh, I remember him visiting St. Louis and uh, Muhammad's Mosque on Grand back in '75, mm-hmm. and uh, I saw him from a distance, but I knew he was taller than I am, than I don't know, uh, taller than me, you know, because he was, uh, yeah, because I'm six two, and right. uh, six three, he must be six three, because he was slightly taller than I am than, than I was, you know, so right. I can, uh, and I uh, spoke to him from a distance. And he waved for me from a distance. And that's right. the, that's the closest I could I got to him. Right, so, right, right. So I was lucky to get through the crowd then. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, you were far more lucky than I was. <laughs> right, right, I got you. <laughs> well at least you got the wave, brother Al. At least you got the wave. Yes I did. Uh-huh. <laughs> indeed, indeed. You know, so well, you know, we find out that the same week of his Passing, Brother L, a movie came out called X-Men The Apocalypse. Mm, yes, it did. You know, I'm going to get to that in a minute. I'm going to get to that in a minute. But before I okay. go there, I just want to <laughs> keep that in mind for the people you know, who's just coming on um, that we're going to get into um, the discussion on that. You know, and of course, once again, y'all have any questions, want to add anything, anything, you know, based on memory of, of the champ or greatest, um, the number is 626-414-3535. That's 626-414-3535. We're going to come on um, and go to the phone lines in a few here. But um, before we get to that, you know, let's get to this, this um, discussion or topic uh, because, um some people are trying to say that Ali died over a year ago. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because hmm. when they said that he was in the hospital last year, you know, that it is stated that he died then. I won't go there per se, but I, what I will say is that we just learned that 80% of Muhammad Ali's name, likeness, and his estate was purchased a few years ago for $50 million by a Jewish business executive by the name of Robert F.X. Sillerman, Mm. who's the owner of CKX Incorporated. Now, um, Sillerman sold the rights to Ali, to um, the American Idol, Elvis Graceland, and much more to Vulture Fund, Apollo Management, not the Apollo Theater, but the Apollo Management. And so in 2015, the Apollo paid Bill Clinton through one of his subsidiaries $250,000 to speak. And this is why Bill Clinton is doing the eulogy for the great Muhammad Ali. Mm. All right, it's because who has 80% of those rights is um, Silliman. No, and so this may be the reason no predominant powerful so called black leader are speaking at Muhammad's um Ali's funeral. Okay. Hmm. That's that 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 might be the reason why. You know, we have to do further research, but so Right. Thank you. But from what I've studied, that's what's going on, Brother L. You know, what you think about that? 
Criminal. I was asking what you think about that. Uh, this is the first I heard of it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. First I heard of okay. it. It's news to me. Um, right. He said that he sold uh, a lot of his property two years ago. That's first I heard yeah, of it. A few years ago, yeah. Matter of fact, 80%. Why would the family even do something like that? Right. I mean, I mean you know, what I'm happened, not... you know, for the family to do that? And they said he died a year ago. Well, I don't that's what I don't some believe. are saying because a few years ago that transpired and took place. Allegedly, Brother L, you know, I won't right. go into, right. you know, the conspiracy theories. I'm just going to stick to the script as far as telling you that um, Silliman owned 80% of Muhammad Ali likeness and everything else of Muhammad Ali. You know, in that sense, and and they sold it to the family for fifty million. So the oh. family obviously needed the money. There's no no doubt about that. Right. You see, so you know we're looking at something here in which that, um, you know, was what, what, to me was a problem. Is a problem. You know. Yeah. But. Because people was asking the question about President Clinton speaking, and why is he speaking and no quote unquote predominantly black or African American leader is speaking? Why, brother L. Why they not doing that? I was always suspicious of that. I was right. always suspicious of that. Even when he first started uh, buying property in Harlem, and I said, "Why Harlem?" Right. Why Harlem? I mean, uh, what is this interest in Harlem? That uh, the uh, Europeans, they say that him and Hillary then they made billions of dollars off of the Haiti disaster. That doesn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. Yep, off the earthquake that went to the border um, of Haiti and um, um, the Dominican Republic, um, but it didn't go into the Dominican Republic. It just went through our Haiti. So it's so so when you ever heard of an earthquake. Um, stopping at the border. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Never All right, but I won't go there. But continue on, brother Al. <laughs> I, ne- I never heard of such of an earthquake like that. Right. Uh, you know, Harp did that. That was triggered, right. you know, because Haiti is a, a national government. Their people right. are nationalized. Right. You know, and that's why a lot of countries came to their aid. Right. This is what a lot of people uh, are not looking at. Well, look at here. This is a country or an island full of Moors. You right. Know, where they don't they don't do that for any other when they come to the uh, 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 Louisiana disaster. They didn't right. do that for us. So why did why why the Haitians? What made the Haitians so special? Well, right. why? Because uh, they have uh, have a nationality. Mm. You know, if you but notice, you did, Brother uh, L. I'm glad you explained I think they that. did a lot of build, rebuilding in Haiti, I think. Yeah, they are. A lot of rebuilding, you know. Things they don't do for other Asiatic people, especially right. in this country. Right. And this is what a lot of uh, Asiatic people need to start looking at. Mm. You know, but uh, like I say, they, they never did... Uh, forget, uh, well, what you say, forget that about them making a fool out of France, Spain, 
and uh, you know, they never, never, never forgot that when they offered uh, uh, during the days of Toussaint the Overture and Juan dropped the Silenay. You know, these were uh, some of the people don't even know what I'm talking about when I mention these names. Right. But these were Haitian patriots of right. Haiti. Right. You know, and how they had uh, gained their own independence. You would never, but you would never see a movie made about it, though. Right, true indeed. I mean, Danny Glover was supposed to have made a movie about it, but no banks will fund will fund uh, his movie project on that. Exactly. They won't fund him. This is little known to a lot of our people. Right. They fund something like um, booty call, you know, something like that. <laughs> right. But none like no, none like the the but the take take brother uh, uh, Michael J. White, you know, right? The movie The More, exactly. I think you put that out, uh, Dr. Eileen, that they wanted yeah, to find yeah. him. This project right. neither, right? Yep, they want to find him either, right? So, exactly. I think it was Lassant Le Overture, um, is what Danny Glover was going to do a movie on about Haiti during that time period, the Haitian Revolution. And they won't fund it, just like you said. Um, Michael J. White, they won't fund his more movie. Um, hell, they were giving problems to Spike Lee for doing um, Malcolm X. Malcolm X. Yeah, they was. Yeah. They was. Yeah, That's he what spoke they about that, um, you know, um, during that time period. So that's why he needed, you know, $5 million from Oprah and different other ones to continue, you know, um, the funding of the movie. And they, and they, did it. they that, made the movie according mm-hmm. to when they want him to make it. Right. They put us, a lot of us, on the spot. You know, because I, I was still active with the Nation of Islam at the time. Right. We got all kind of threats, uh, bomb threats to blow up our mosque. And we had to hurry, you know, a lot of times uh, at the meetings, we had to hurry up and come home. Mm-hmm. Found myself running to my home, running to my apartment one time, you know, mm. because of these threats. You know, because my you no know, Spike Lee, they flipped him. Right. Which I believe, you know. Right. So he made that movie the way they wanted him to make it. Make it. Mm-hmm. He made a statement that uh, uh, had the uh, the actor Denzel Washington made a statement that uh, I don't know, maybe uh, the Nation of Islam and the and the FBI, they may be on, uh, maybe be together on this. I don't know. That's not what he said in that book. I right. remember the book because I bought it. Right, I, I read it too. That was one of my um, that was one of my inspirations was the book Autobiography of Malcolm X, in which that led me upon this road that I'm on now. So, um, and I was 12, so I definitely agree. It wasn't said. He said the Nation of Islam. Um, this is something beyond them, and this is something in which that I know that it couldn't have done. So there had to be, you know, um, other forces working here. Behind exactly. the scenes, and the fact that I was being tailed and followed in Egypt showed that it had to have been the CIA or what we refer to now as COINTELPRO. Exactly. You, yeah. you, 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 so we know. Right, right. So, so I mean, he said that. 
So you here's know. the proof right here, you know. Right. Malcolm gone, but we still here, though. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Still got to um, tell the truth about the matter. And that gets us to now, like we were saying, the week of the death of the greatest, Muhammad Ali. All right, Muhammad means one who is worthy of praise. Ali means the most high God. So the one worthy of praising the most high God, Muhammad Ali, um, like we said, passed June 3rd, 2016. And the week of, um, you know, I think it was May 27th was when the release date for X-Men Apocalypse came out. Mm-hmm. All right. So the week of, we see that Muhammad passed physical form. Now, we know that when we looked at, I guess you would say, the whole X-Men series or saga, we seen something I guess you would say particular, particularly new in the sense that X-Men itself, its origin, let me say this, its origin, you know, was something in which that took place based on the 1960s. Right. Okay. It took place on the, in the 1960s. All right, now, the writers, all right, of X-Men, let me, let me just say this about the writers. They specifically stated that they used the 1960s during that time that Charles Xavier was based on Malcolm X, no, excuse me, was based on Martin Luther King the figure of Martin Luther King and Malcolm X, um, that Magneto was based on the philosophy of Malcolm X. Hmm. So the philosophy of Martin Luther King was Charles Xavier, and the philosophy of Malcolm X was M- Magneto. All right, now... That's important for us to understand, too. And remember, in the movie, they was, at one time, best friends. And they basically say, um, you know, my best friend, a good friend, however the case is, throughout the whole, um, throughout the whole thing. You know? And that is something in which that is something we have to remember because that means that they was looking at that photo of when Malcolm and Martin Luther King shook hands. Mm-hmm. And that had to be something in which that they really focused on to even get the ideology for that. And, of course, you know, Stan Lee is always in, you know, each of these movies. You know, but it was created, the X-Men was created by Stan Lee and um, Jack Kirby, you know. So Stan Lee is always in these movies, 
you know, every nearly every Marvel movie he's been in, you know, for years. You know, and that's that's something too. But we know that that those characters in particular, those two was based on having opposing views and philosophies regarding the relationship between mutants and humans. So who was the mutants that he was referring to during that time period? It was those who broke the the white supremacy mode of thinking and ideology. And that was talking about, at the time, the nation of Islam, you know, and their members being the X-Men or having the X on the end of their names, which symbolized, like we said earlier, the unknown. Mm-hmm. Okay. So while, you know, Professor X, as he was called also, you know, um, just like um, in the, back in the days they called Master Farad Muhammad Professor Farad. They also, who say he came in the image or was the reincarnation of Professor Drew, who was Noble Drew Ali. So this professor thing, you know, was used from their correlating that history. So Professor X, which is Charles Xavier, you know, uh, was, you know, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King, you know, know, which was towards peace and understanding between mutants and humans. While Magneto's view was humans, uh, treated humans as a threat and believed that to take an aggressive approach against them, you know, Basically, you know, should be something in which that they, you know, did, you know, because they would eventually come after them. And matter of fact, on this movie, Magneto at the end asked Professor X, Charles Xavier, that he said, don't you fear that one day they will come after you? And after, Hmm. you know, what you have built and established? And even Professor X said, <laughs> I would fear them for, um, um, he, he basically was saying, um, I would fear for them on that day. Huh. Basically, if, if they come here, they're going to get their ass handed to them. <laughs> so that's when you seen for the first time in these series of movies that the philosophy between Professor X who's Charles Xavier, and Magneto was moving towards each other, all right? And, you know, this is what happened essentially with with Malcolm, you know, when he said that he would work with any civil rights leader, you know, that he no longer, you know, adhered to the philosophy of the nation Islam, in particular that of Elijah Muhammad, you know, because of what he came to know. But even Malcolm changed his name to El Haj Malik El Shabazz. So here you have Malik El and you have Muhammad Ali. And these are titles in which that comes from the Moorish ancestry or Moorish Americans, i.e., the Moorish Science Temple of America, i.e., the Moorish Holy. Temple of Science, both known as the Moorish Divine National Movement, 
of the World, mm-hmm. formed 1925-26 and 1928. As a matter of fact, Prophet Noble Ali was poisoned or killed on, um, on exactly one year after of them forming the Moorish Science Temple of America. I think it was July the 10th. You know, mm. and the people that was in the room, you know, of course, never spoke. But who was in the room was allegedly um, Aaron um, L. Um, Pay, um, Aaron Payne L., his father, who was the doctor, he himself was a lawyer, and Mary um, Foreman Ali, who was the wife of Prophet Nobudr Ali, and allegedly the Prophet laid his head in her lap and just passed formed, allegedly. That's right. And, yeah. and said that he could do better on the soul plane than he could here. Now, this is what is all told to us. Right. Well, um, um, I'm gonna go start right there. What's your thoughts on what I've just said, Brother Al? I'm sure, pretty sure you got some things to add to it. Yeah, but well, he know he had a lot of opposition. Um, a lot of people sold out, and you know, like a lot of people do do uh, most of the time. Yeah, uh, when it when it comes to a movement like that, um, he know uh, he, a lot of people he couldn't trust. And maybe he feel if if he did say that, I feel like this. He said that uh, maybe he can do better on the soul plane. Therefore, he won't have no interference. He can move about and do things the way he wants to do. Right, and that's how they make it sound to us, right? Right. And we got to remember that didn't happen to after he had went to Panama and Cuba. And uh, they're dealing with the uh, the Moorish uh, 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 grant uh, that uh, when the well well a little bit after that the the U.S. corporation went bankrupt you know mm-hmm. before the uh, 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 Great Reset uh, uh, Depression that's what mm-hmm. caused the Great Depression really right. You know, because uh, a lot of them banks needed money anyway after World War One, they went bankrupt after World War One. Right. So they want to borrow some more money, but Noble Ali put a stop to that. You know, no, no you owe us a lot of reparations. You know, you trust this <laughs> land, the six eight thousand acres of land that we got over there in America and stretches from America to go from Mexico to Canada. You know, uh, to, to get that back to us, and they haven't given it back right. to us yet, of course, but. Uh, that's a lot of, uh, you know, why they triggered that 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 uh, depression. Right. Now, right after that, next thing I know, the next year later, Nobody's we, Lobotuali is dead. Right. Exactly. Well, good points, brother L. And once again, we see similar things taking place. You know. Um, in these comic book characters, and in particular, you know, the characters, you know, uh, called the X-Men first appeared, I think it was September 1963. In 1963, which was during the heyday of um, Malcolm, you know, um, being the national spokesman for the Nation of Islam. 
you know, and allegedly, you know, the X-Men are mutants. But they have it as a sub-species of humans who are mm-hmm. born with superhuman abilities. Now, Malcolm spoke on us being three-fifths subhumans. So this whole thing about Stan Lee and Jack Kirby, who is the artist and co-writer, that whole thing speaks speaks towards, you know, the mutants being the Nation of Islam slash the Moore Science Temple of America, you know, as and the Nation of Gods and Earth, which is the five percent. It's all of us being at, you know, that we all claim to be Asiatics and we all basically um, hold the same doctrine that God is within. You know, uh, Allah is man. Mm-hmm. You know, and that they are born with superhuman abilities. You know, which of course is melanin, because even the new Superman that they've been, um, you know, putting out, which is from Universe Two or Earth Two, as they refer to it as, is a melanated Superman, in which that he get re-energized by way of the sun, just like Superman One or Superman on Earth One, but you know, uh, this makes more sense because he's melanated. As melanin is, gener- you know, uh, uh, energy is generated by way of our melanin. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. we get re-energized, revitalized. We get a reboot, you know, when we out in the sun. We get our vitamin D, you know, and this vitamin D, you know, uh, especially if there for at least an hour helps to, open and activate the seven endocrine glands called chakras or retools or the souls of Ra. Interestingly, Apocalypse said they call me many names, and he said Elohim was one of them. Now, Brother El, now you know in the 101s, 102s, it speaks about the seven eyes of Allah. Mm-hmm. You know, and it speaks about the Elohims, the seven Elohims, yes. which we refer to esoterically as your chakra system. But mm-hmm. in the movie, Apocalypse said that he was one of the, that he was the Elohim. He said they call me many names. Elohim is one of them. Hmm. This is what was said in the movie, Brother L. I never saw that movie. Yeah, when it just came movie? out. Just yeah. came out, okay. Mm-hmm. But that's what he said. Because I, I got that written in my book. Mm-hmm. The Circle Seven. Right. I'm almost, almost through with it. Right, but right, exactly. It. You had you had to deal with that. So Apocalypse, who whose whose name was called In Shaba Nur. That was his name. In hmm. Shaba Nur. Now that name means, all right, all right, basically what that name means for people who don't speak Arabic, because why they gave him an Arabic name, all right, they gave him an Arabic name, and he was the color blue, you know, just like Krishna, and as a matter of fact, we find out that he was not only was it the most powerful mutants? He was the first mutant. 
Brother L, and hmm. all the mutants were his children. And he was an Egyptian. <laughs> I didn't know they dropped it like that in that movie. Yes. Or, I should say, he was in Egypt. Huh. What gave him the ability to be the first mutant was his consciousness. Hmm. His consciousness was able to go from body to body. But in that particular body, his name was Anshabanur. Which is his name. Right, El Shabanur. Now, Anshab, a Shaba, um, basically means, uh, you know, God, you know, uh, uh, um, the rest of God. And Nur means the light. Or light. The light of God. Right. Essentially means the light of God. Roughly translated means the light of God, Brother L. So can nobody doubt that they've been studying our sacred sciences? Exactly. And they gave him an Arabic name and made him blue, just like they had to do the indigenous people on Avatar. <laughs> the indigenous people on the movie Avatar were blue. Yes, they were. Symbolically, the blue-black. Mm-hmm. You know, the guys who are referred to as the blue-black. Now, in the movie, you know, there's a lot of things going on. You know, he get betrayed. All right, this is what it said that he gets betrayed. Hmm. All right, because he, he was the world first, very first mutant. You know, in which that that part I didn't know from reading all those comic books over the years and collecting comic books, and I had books on Apocalypse, but they was always in pieces. They never mm-hmm. gave out the real information. This is the first time that I knew that he was the very first mutant. See, right? that's what started me back to reading comic books. Right. I had left them alone for a long time, you know, mm-hmm. when I got into adulthood. But uh, my brother told me, he said, no, you should, you should start back reading comic books. Right. You start back to reading them. Uh, that's how the... Uh, uh, the corporation, European corporation, do a lot of their black operations based off of comic books, right? And they and they bring them into uh, make them happen in real events, right? You know, and this is what uh, and have a lot of our science in comic books, a lot of more science in comic books. Yeah, it does. Definitely do. Matter of fact, um, there was a um comic kind of books um, series when it was um, on Superman speaking about that he was going to find another nationality. Mm. That, that he was not going to be a United States citizen any longer. That he was going to repatriate. Oh, this wow. was in the comic book, Brother L. Mm. That Superman said this. Okay, so 
in this movie, you know, which was the ninth installment of the X-Men film series, you know, and it was the sequel to the 2014 joint X-Men Days of Future Past, you know, but in this one, um, this ancient mutant, Anshabanur, awakens in 1983, planned to cleanse the human race and take over the world, leading to the X-Men to try to stop him and defeat his team, which was the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Hmm. You know, so they threw some biblical shit up in there on you, too. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, Storm, who is Oya, actually from the Yoruba traditions, they made her an Egyptian. But originally, she was from out of the Igbo tribe, or from the Nigerian tribe, based on the comic books from out of Africa, um, election, and she was actually a form of Oya. All right? That's who Storm was, at least um, originally in that sense. She was from the sub-Saharan part of Africa, not from the northeast portion of Africa, put it that way. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, she was from West Africa, as they would say, not East Africa. But in this movie, they made her East African, uh, uh, you know, that she was from Egypt. Well, they never say where she was per se from, but they had her in Egypt during the same time of the of the rising of Apocalypse. And she actually was the first one that he came in contact with, you know, was her. Okay, now we know later on in, this, in the comic book series, you know, um, Charles Xavier actually turns over the role or the lead of the X-Men to Storm. Hmm. Okay, but she was originally one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse based on this movie to on Shabanur, who was called Apocalypse, the very first mutant. Now, Oya was known in the European traditions or you should say Yoruba, not necessarily Igbo, but Yoruba, Nigeria. Um, all right. And she had the gift, of course, to control the weather. All right. The mm. thunder, the lightning, so forth and so on. You know, she was like the um, counterpart to, to Shango, in which that we find later on in the comic books, the, Nor- the Nordic uh, rendition, which is Thor. And I'm just putting the pieces of this puzzle together mm-hmm. for everybody, you know, who who actually read comic books, you know, because it's been a minute, you know, um, you know, but we got to get into it. And of course, you know, he ruled over ancient Egypt, Apocalypse, or on Shabanur, until he was betrayed by his worshippers, who entombed him alive. All right, they thought they killed him, but he was still alive. All right. Um, his guards, the four lieutenants, died using their powers to um, to safeguard him. You know, so he accidentally is awakened in 1983, and he observed the new world and believed that humanity had lost his way without his presence because they no longer worshiping him. <laughs> mm. Right, and they can refer to him as a false god because just because he had these powers, he was a false god. 
All right? And so he became aimed, you know, on destroying the modern world to remake it. Same way about these so-called Illuminati, you know, um, with their thoughts of the new world order. And from out of chaos comes order. So right. they'll wreak chaos and havoc in order just to get order. Right. This this was his plan, was to destroy um, the planet. Humanity in particular, you know, not per se the planet, but earthlings, put it that way. All right. So Aurora, Monroe, who, who is Oya, who is actually Storm, you know, is the first person that he meets. That's the first one he recruits from out of Cairo. You know, Egypt, and he upgrades her power, you know, which causes her hair to turn white in the process. You know? Um, in East Berlin, you know, um, the shapeshifter of Raven, who is, who they actually um, had her as another name, you know, uh, Raven, um, other name, I can't remember right now, but she had another name. Um, two. All right, but they kept referring to her as Raven um, in this in this movie. But I think she was also referred to as Mystique. Yeah, she was Mystique, and um, you know, um, for those who read the comic books, Mystique was like the right hand to Magneto. All right, but. She was a shapeshifter, of course, and she was investigating the underground fight club and discovered um, the mutant champ, Angel, um, who possessed, you know, large feathery wings on his back, you know, and um, who's, who's actually, I think his name is Kirk um, Wanger, Wagner, Wagner, yes, yeah, Wagner, I think, and mm. you know what I'm saying? Um and Kirk Wagner um, can teleport, and that was um, oh man, what's his name? Ah uh, man, I can't remember right now, but he was able to um, teleport. They both was in the cage fighting. You know what I'm saying? I'm just breaking down some things here. Y'all go see the movie. It's going to be real, real enlightening in that sense. But one of those four. Apocalypse, um, you know, people in which that apocalypse pick is actually one is Angel. Right now, Angel, you know, we know ends up joining the X-Men. We know that Storm ends up joining the X-Men. All right? Hmm. Right, and matter of fact, there was the only. I think there was one more, um, but I think that one died. Um, one of the ones died, but anyway, um, and one lived, and she went off. And I think she probably going to be um, around in the next one, trying to resurrect the consciousness and probably put that consciousness back into another body for um, apocalypse. So we ain't seen the last of him. I'm pretty sure of that. But the whole thing. Brother L was based on um, that Anshabanur, Apocalypse, 
he was able to enhance their powers. Mm-hmm. And like with Angel, who had feathery wings, he made their wings into metal and amplified his um um psionic skills. Mm. You know, so so I'm just going over some of this, you know, and y'all see the end, you know, where you know when we actually see, you know, Jane Grey actually become the phoenix, and she's the only one who had enough power in order to destroy the physical body of Apocalypse. Mm. Anyway, for those who don't know, Phoenix is actually a level five mutant. There's levels to this. You got one, two, three, four, five, just like the Hurricanes. Right? There's level one through five. Mm. Well, mutants, they did the same thing to, to them and their powers. All right? Magneto and Charles Xavier are level four. Jean Grey is level five, means that she's the baddest, one of the baddest, you know what I'm saying, in comic book world. All right? She's one of the baddest. All right? She's all the five baddest. points, huh? Huh? She's all, all, all the five points. Right. And she's some, right. And her, and her, her name, Jean Grey, is, her name is Phoenix. So symbolic to the phoenix that rise from the ashes, mm-hmm. you know, um, the mythical story, you know, that every 500 years, you know, that's what takes place. And they had, um, you know, Quicksilver in here who died, <laughs> you know, um, before, you know, um, I think in the, um, in another, you know, uh, one of the X-Men, you know, end up always dying and shit, but. <laughs> He was in this one, Quicksilver was this one, and shit, he ran faster than the Flash, you know, even though in the comic books, Flash actually um, outran Quicksilver, you know, was faster than him. But in this, you know, he was running so fast that, you know, that he was able to stop time. You know, which, you know... Flash is able to do too in the DC comics, but you know, matter of fact, he's able to go back in time, you know. But that's another story, you know. But you know, Flash, you know, right, had him right. in the Supergirl series one time, and uh, at the end, almost at the end of the Supergirl series, told Supergirl, "You need, you need to um, decide that this is who you need to be, be with." Right, and he was referring to that more. Right, which I found was odd. You know, the Supergirl, uh, the European woman. Mm. Out of all those men, she chose the more, her brother. Right. You know, I said that, that that ended. You know, I said, man, it. I said, man, wow, that's that's a whole big difference. Uh, and I and her name was Carla Sor L. Right. L. Exactly. You know, right, 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 right. And um, matter of fact, the brother uh, was Jimmy Olsen. They made Jimmy Olsen the brother. Right. Right, 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 right. That was the brother. Are you right? Now, <laughs> right. Now, what made a Phoenix, what made Jean Grey finally go to Phoenix mode was because Xavier kept encouraging Jean to unleash her full extent of her powers. 
incinerating El Shabanur. You know what I'm saying? I mean, she tore that ass up, literally. <laughs> All right? Also in the movie, they show you Weapon X, which is Wolverine. He's in there uh, for a short, you know, moment because that's going to lead way to another Weapon X movie or Wolverine movie. Um, they had Colonel William Stryker up in there, who, you know, that was part of that. You know, so, I mean, they brought a, they brought a lot of things back and showed you there's going to be a lot of um, reconnections, you know. So, um, I'm going to leave it there for right now, and we're going to bring going. Uh, we got, okay, we got 323, three, area code 323. Three. We're going to bring you on, comment, question, etc. You're on, live on the air. Peace. Yes, sir. Peace. My name is James. James, I'm calling Peace, from Los Angeles, California. And I just have a quick question. Yeah. Dr. Eileen Bay, I have about five books in my library. How, how many books do you have in your library? In, in my library? Yes. Who, bro? Uh, and the ones that's packed up. Uh, bro, probably about over 10,000, bro. Really? Yeah, I got about I got about um, five thousand um, in in my house and um, on my shelves, and probably another five or so um, packed up in um, yeah. Okay. Uh, right. And I read the majority of all of them that I'm talking about too over the last thirty years. Oh. I got one more question. On mm-hmm. your website, you got some say that, that the, the metaphysic end of religious um, confusion, confusion. Mm-hmm. and at the end you say that, that um, somebody disrespected our scholars. Who, who, who was that? Um, the scholars were, um, in particular, um, Oswald Quazy, who I know personally, and Pastor Ray Higgins, who I also know personally. No, no, um, no, but in particular, Oswald Quazy is who I'm referring to. And these were Europeans who attempted to come at them, in particular, Ashwa Crazy, a few years ago. And I was saying that if they can bypass the information that I have here, I'll debate you. But who were the you Europeans? Know? And so far, um, no one has stepped to that challenge. No European has stepped to that challenge. But right, but, but, but were these people on YouTube? Yeah, they was on YouTube. They had their whole little okay. rendition about Oshawa Crazy and and uh, what he was saying, you know, how true it was and all this other stuff. And I'm like, okay, well, you know. Mm-hmm. Were these like Christians? or? or, or? Uh, they would call themselves that, but, you know, uh, yeah, I guess you could say they were Christians. So I just simply said, well, um, I'll debate you. You know, because I'm not debating. I'm not debating no more of my brothers or sisters um, in the so-called conscious community. I started that shit with, um, you know, with um, SETI, and you know, I'm not doing that no more. So let a European step up, and that's who I'll debate. You know, um, when it comes to this information, you know, because um, that's who that's who needs to be. Um, debated against, you know, and right, um, but, 
I'm not well, seeing that. Uh, well, recently there was a Jew in which that, you know, uh, got beat up on by um, Brother Polite. You know, I haven't really got a chance to check that out, but I heard, um, you know, that's what happened and, you know, that type of thing. But, you know, a lot of stuff that even the European or that Jew was saying, you know, um, you know, I watched his YouTubes and, you know, a lot of that stuff was some good information as far as him having to state that we were the original Hebrews, you know, um, and so forth and so on. So. But, but but right, but I I was gonna say, when you debate a Christian, sometimes you can bring the information forth, and they still not gonna believe you. So why waste your time? Well, it wouldn't be for them. It would be actually in the venue of people who can come out in order to um, see it. Uh, let me explain. Um, we had nearly 400 people at the debate I had with um, SETI and Professor um, um, and you know and uh, Professor. Uh, Dr. Ben Yakinen was sitting right there on the front row. You know? Okay. Um, and I used Dr. Ben's information to prove that the word more was one of the honorable names that we have used in history. Or that we was known by in history by the Europeans. Yeah. I got the tape. Right, right, right. And so he's sitting there on the front row. And Dr. Ben had a doctrine that he got from, from um, well, from Havana, Cuba, um, University of Havana, Cuba, as well as also from the um, University of of um, in, in Spain, of um, Barcelona, University of Barcelona in Spain, in which that he had a Ph.D. in Moorish history, which people want to always forget about. So not only was he have a Ph.D. in Moorish history, Dr. Ben was also a Hebrew, a so-called black Jew, as well as an African scholar. So here you have a Hebrew teaching African scholarship who has a degree in Moorish history. He didn't have a problem with that information. Um, understanding that it was all ours. The Negroes today have a problem because they're linear thinkers. All right? And this is the problem that's going on in the so-called conscious community today. You know, so Dr. Ben didn't have a problem with it. We didn't have a problem with it. I don't have a problem with it. So, you know, it's just those who want to continue a divide and conquer tactic, you know, thinking that their information is best. But yeah. I mean, I mean, even I seen a video with um, Mook L. He interviewed um, Brother Seti and said he was like, you know, um, Brother was like, you know, what's your nationality, Brother? You know, and Seti turned around and said, I don't have a nationality. I know I need one. Mm. So even he knows that Negro, Black, and Colored African American is not a nationality. Now, the problem is, can we agree on the word more? And that's the problem that's going on. But the more, the word more is, is really an ethnicity, you know, not per se a nationality. It's a nationality when you can join it with a tribal affiliation. Right. You know, like a word, Washington or more. Now that becomes your nationality. 
because by definition, the word more ties you back to land. Right. But land where? Is it just in Africa? Is it Australia? You know, because indigenous people is all over the world. Right. You know, or is it here? What name do you use here that have actually won um, in United States Supreme Court case law or United States um, uh, 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 Supreme Court case decisions? You know, and it's the Washita that have won in these particular cases. You know, um, in which that showed that they was indigenous and that they had land rights and which that went outside the bounds of the U.S. corporation. And that the U.S. corporation did not own land by the so-called Washita, you know, moors. Matter of fact, um, one of the best friends of Dr. Ben Yaknin, who was um, very good friends, who, who was all part of the same council, you know, of elders, was John Henry Clark. Dr. John Henry Clark said best that we are people in search of a nationality. And he said, we answer the stupid names such as Negro, Black, and Colored. He said, when we find a nationality, it must instantaneously tie us back to land. Instantaneously tie us back to land. That's what he said. He said, land, history, and culture. Mm-hmm. Now... He said it must instantaneously tie us back to land. But damn, if you go to the Blackstone Dictionary on the um, on the word land and you look in the definition, the word moors is embedded inside of the damn definition. You can't get more instantaneously than that. Right. So the word more is used because it ties us instantaneously back to land. Now, what is your tribe in which that you come from in what we refer to as America? Because we know that we are the Americans because the definition of 19, um, of, um, 1828, definition of 1936, definition of 1937 by Western Universal Dictionary, or Western Dictionary states specifically that Americans are Aboriginal copper-colored natives. All right, who was here before the settlement of their territories by Europeans? Okay. Now, I can take a penny out on the majority of the so-called black people here on this, on, on this, on this telephone call, the line, as well as also in the country and put various copper color pennies against our complexion and we fit the category. Yes. More than nine, more than forty nine now now Night uh, Wolf was um, um interviewed Minister Farrakhan recently, not too long ago. And Mr Farrakhan said this, he said more than forty nine percent of the so called people on the reservation are not even Indians. They're not even Native American. Because you were talking about the five dollar man or the five dollar Indians, which is spoken about within the third part of Hidden Colors. Colors. 
and it was spoken of by um, Claude Anderson. Claude Anderson speaks about um, these people um, stealing birthrights, and they always done. The Jews did it with our um, Hebrew Israelite um, history, the, us being the real Jews and them being Jewish. Mm-hmm. They did it with us being Moors. Now you see um, um, in the history um, that they also that they're Moors. They did it with us being Native American when the Hebrew, you know, when the Negroes were the so-called Native original Native American, which is historically told and shown on their maps, in their sculptures, in their paintings, even in photographs. And this is before the so-called black Indians, as they refer to themselves as, who was allegedly former slaves by Indians, being held by the Cherokee um, and being held um, by the Creek and different other so-called five civilized members, um, the so-called members of the five civilized tribes. So you must have and be part of a tribal. This is why it says, this is why we were given a clue about Prophet Nebuchadnezzar being raised on the Cherokee Reservation. He was a Cherokee Moor. Mm-hmm. Indigenously. Okay. It says that he was born in 1886 and raised on a Cherokee reservation in North Carolina. This is in the 101s and 102s. So, this this is my answer, brother, on you know on on all of that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, um, I'm I'm glad you're doing better though, Doctor Bay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, can't hold a nigga down, bro. <laughs> all right. Well, well, thanks for talking with me. All right, peace. Peace, God. All right, we got area code 330. Area code 330. You're on the line. Um, so I, so I want to get into Ricky. Um, do I have to open my current chakra and my heart chakra? Um, when you use your hands, brother, um, and you're putting in the symbols, which is called Choco Ray, Say Hey Key, Hushashi Shonen, Dekomeo. And then when you get the attunement and it says the Raku symbol, um, it attunes you to utilizing your hands, which activates the 29 compartments in your brain. Um, the 29 compartments dedicated to your hands. So these compartments in your brain are activated simultaneously, and you can actually place your hands on your head, on your, um, over your eyes, over your throat, over your heart, over your solar plexus, over your navel, over your genitals, um, your knees, your ankles, your feet, as well as the smell of your back, into the sacral bone, up a little bit further, your kidneys and adrenal glands, up a little bit further, in which that goes towards the center of the body, which is the solar plexus in the back of the heart, on the back of the neck, then at the back of the head. Um, those are the 12 to 16 hand positions in Reiki. So you're not just opening um, your heart chakra and your crown chakra or head chakra. You, you're doing all of it at the same time, sending energy throughout your whole body, throughout your whole endocrine system and your various organs. Okay? Yeah. All right. Thank you, brother.
So we've got area code Nine seven eight area code nine seven eight. You're on the air. How you doing, brother? This Please, is your brother catching him right Peace. here. All I'm right. good. Peace. I'm good, brother Al. What's up, brother Al? Fine, brother. Peace. All right, but um, I know I know you seen my message. I mean, I got thrown out the hospital. You know what I mean? During my daughter's delivery or whatever, based on refusing the vitamin K shot. Right. And, you know that they called in the police and then they came up there. And they, they scored me out. I mean, I didn't want to, you know, cause a scene, basically. So I pretty much right. just left and stuff. I, we did, you know, get contacted shortly after by stuff demanding we go to um, certain community centers and demand we do certain shit. We ignored that stuff. We did go to one visit or whatever. We ignored it for the most part. Right. And now well, we're getting well, you letters. you understand of, that you need to put in some type of um, vaccine exemption form prior to doing so, brother. Is that what it is, too, a vaccine exemption yes. form, right? Yes, you need a um, – go get online or go to Google and put in an ex, um, example or sample vaccine exemption form and do it in your state. And a free one okay. should pop up. And you can download it and just simply fill that out. And you need to get right, notarized yeah. and go to the bank in which that has free notary if you have an account there. Mm-hmm. Um, and they will do it for free and just get that notarized and take that to them and tell them that you have the right okay. to be exempt from vaccinations, your daughter or your child to be exempt. And what about the um, – and, and the credit union does that too, right, brother? The credit yeah, union? Yeah, the credit union does like that the too. Bank, right? yeah. yeah, go to any okay. loan officer but, but, in the bank if you got their account, and they should do it for you because oftentimes they're notaries at the same time. Okay. All right, wow. But but now the, the DCF, brother, they send their mail us letters and stuff about – just just start, starting this investigation and all this stuff and pretty much um once again I don't know what to do that brother and you can send them that letter after you do it and tell them to close the um to close it because you have the right um um to do so based on your own accord based on your affidavit and um if they want to take so, you to so, court so it'll shut that, down. that would be something right. in which that will happen later but you will have the evidence in order to prove that um you have the um choice not to participate in that particular um, abomination. Right, that that whole avenue gets shut down, right? Just from the right. vaccination form. Right. Okay. All right. Um. All right. Yeah. Thank you, but I know it's probably getting to the end of the show or whatever. So I'm, I'm probably just gonna hit you up a little bit later and chop it up with you anyway. You know, on the actual. All right, just, brother. Yeah, I mean. Yep. I have good, good hearing, hearing you on the air still. Yeah, I mean, I missed a couple of them, brother. Al, I know you've been holding it down to heard you last week too. So yeah. I mean. Yeah, pretty much. I'm I'm, in, I'm back in effect. I'm back on it, so I don't know. You take care. All right, thank you. Watch the East, yeah. Yeah, I'll you. All right, we got a few more minutes here. Y'all want to call in? Give us a call at 626-414-3535. That's 626-414-3535. Give us a call. All right, we've been going in here. You heard us. You know what I'm saying? So come on, make some comments. Come on and say something. You know, we got area code eight one six. Area code eight one six. You on the line? Hey, Doctor Elaine, how are you? Peace, peace. Doing good. How are you? Peace, goddess. I'm very happy. This is Trina, by the way. <laughs> peace. <laughs> I just want to give you a huge shout out and show some love. I'm so glad you're back and you're feeling good and everything. Oh yeah. That's, that's a very good thing. So strong. So strong. Oh, my yeah. inspiration oh, yeah. to 
Please give I appreciate my love that. to the beautiful Kadira and the children as well. Definitely, no doubt. Um, I wanted to ask you, um, I got in kind of late on the show due to the fact I'm just now getting off of work. Okay. And um, I wanted to ask you about that phoenix. You said the phoenix actually rises every 500 years. And I was wondering right, from if the before ashes, you depart. From which that symbolizes a right. rebirth. Huh? I just wonder if you could uh, elaborate on the X-Men real quick a little bit more before you, you know, close down the show, you know? Right. Okay, so... When we talk about the phoenix, we talk about the Benu bird, which which is in ancient Egypt, Kemet is a form of Heru. Heru symbolized the resurrection or that rebirth. Um, that Jesus saga that we have in the New Testament becomes that as he symbolizes the bird. This is why the dove is over top of his head in which that he ends up getting baptized by um, John the Baptist. That dove symbolized spirit, um, the spiritual soul. Um, as a matter of fact, being happy um, that he is now accepting his quest, his mission, or his purpose. Well, the same thing happened with Heru. Heru is the incarnation of the um, and the son of Osar, just like Jesus was the son or incarnation of God. You know, um, same scenario. Uh-huh. They took it straight from Egypt. You know. And actually, uh, if you get the book by Kersey Graves, uh, it speaks of the 16 crucified saviors, and which he actually mentioned at least 35 in the book or more. Mm-hmm. All right? But the Bindu bird symbolizes the soul resurrection from the ashes. The ashes actually is the symbolic to the physical body once the body decomposes. Ash to ashes, dust to dust. So the soul raises from up out of the physical body in order to um, incarnate or take another body again, hence symbolic to consciousness, which is the same thing that happened um, that they was talking about on um, Shabanur, um, the light of God, which is um, where he said his name was Elohim. He's talking about those seven souls of Ra, you know, and Mm -hmm. he worshiped Ra himself. If you go and look at the movie, all right, he worshiped Ra, you know what I'm saying? As a matter of fact, he was... The incarnation of Ra, right? The, now, uh, you said he was the incarnation. Who was that? Right. Apocalypse, who was called on um, Shabanur. He was the incarnation of Ra. Okay. All right? Um, so okay. all of this was even in the movie, in the opening scenes. In the first 10, 15 minutes, they showed you this in the opening scenes. You know? Um, so that phoenix symbolized... The resurrection, you know, um, is also the physical um, form would be aspects of the soul emerging from out of the physical body or what we refer to as the metaphysical um, aspect is the soul emerging from out of the physical body, you know. And symbolically that 500 years actually symbolizes the five senses, all right? Okay. touch, taste, smell, and hearing, you know, and those five senses have five higher senses in which that correlates to that. For touch is psychemistry. For hearing is clairvoyant. I mean, clairaudience. For seeing is clairvoyance. For taste is clairgestance. For smell is clairsentience. So there's five higher senses than the five that we have. So hence, 
symbolically, um, the physical body has five senses. Those five senses mm-hmm. dies, and the soul emerges with five higher senses, you know, in which that it, um, it has, which you could actually um, activate in the physical body, you know what I'm saying? While you're here on earth, if you practice the various techniques of breathing and, and so forth and so on, and, you know, uh, like the brother said, Reiki and Tai Chi, Qigong, whatever the case is, energy modalities. Um, mm-hmm. But outside the body, the soul is not limited. You know, um, it has this super hearing, this super sight. All these things take place. You know, the spirit um, or a spiritual soul can move to any place that it chooses to around the world at any given time. You know, this is why you can set up an altar and they can come and communicate with you via dream because they heard your call, your prayer. Hmm. You know, and you use the altar as something tangible that you can go to and is energized. So that means that they can come there quickly upon your announcement, upon your prayer or positive affirmation or decrees. So the altar itself is actually a, a, a communication device. Right. It's a communication. Right. Exactly. That, that uh, altar is a, is a telephone booth. Okay. Okay. That's what an altar or a shrine is, a telephone booth. Yep. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Peace. 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 All right. We got area code. All right. No. I guess we'll have to, um, all right. For those, we got comments, questions. 626-414-3535. That's 626-414-3535. Give us a call. All right, we got area code 410. Area code 410, you're on the line. Peace, peace, brother. Peace. Brother L. Peace. Dr. Eileen. Peace, God. Yeah, you just, just chiming in. So my user just came back from a um, little constitutional. Funny, we don't call them constitutionals no more. You know, a walk after dinner. Right. But um, yeah, man. Um, I heard you talking about uh, uh, X Men, and right. um, uh, it's, it's been a minute. It's been. A, I remember the Saturday morning cartoons, like um, you know, just get pumped before um, all the rest of them came on. But hey, brother, um, was Jubilee Black? Remember Jubilee in the comics? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I never had that. I never got that. Um, I'm just curious. Like after all these years, I never really got into the uh, the silliness of it all. But I was trying to figure out was she really posed? Was she like a? Uh, it seemed like they they tried to throw the token, the token biracial girl in there because, like you were saying, Storm she. You know, it's like they had to de-Africanize it some way or another. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) I got you. But, well, well, anyway, so uh, a more um, prevalent issue, I was looking up some sound yoga, uh, Nada yoga, and... Mm -hmm. um, Well, you know, she uh, supposedly was... uh, Let me answer that question first. She supposedly been... 
um, a Chinese, a daughter born of a Chinese um, immigrant, actually. That's that's what it said. You know, um, if you go to the um, Marvel Universe wiki, they speak about Jubilee um, being a daughter of the prosperous um, Chinese immigrants. So okay, right. So she was melanated. Yeah, I got a sense of that because because uh, she she didn't seem just straight. Um, you know, she she was a straight straight Moorish, but uh, whatever that could mean. But yeah, I thought she was mixed with son. Right. Well, her name was her real name actually was supposed to be um, Jubilation Lee, as in Bruce mm-hmm. Lee. Okay. As in gently, you see, so. <laughs> yeah, all right then. Because she, oh, they oh. kind of made mm-hmm. her, now I'm just going to say, they kind of made her weak in the, um, in, in the show a little bit, like. Yeah, they did. She, she, she was she was like the blue Power Ranger. I mean, I don't, Is I don't know if that was out of you. She. Uh, I, I don't know the age bracket of uh, the listeners on the show, but I mean, Power Rangers has been on for like 25 years, so everybody knows about Power Rangers. Exactly. But, um, exactly. Yeah, but yeah, nobody yeah, wanted to be like, the blue like you said, it was like the blue, uh, <laughs> the blue uh, um, Power Ranger. I got you. Yeah. Always getting but, your um, ass kicked. <laughs> yeah. Right. But on an, on another level, it, it was it's almost like they was kind of. <clears throat> I mean, you don't want to sound too silly, but it's like they subconsciously instilling that if you're smart, you, you automatically associate it being a geek or a nerd, and you can't fight or something. Right. You know what I mean? Because cause Billy, he was the smartest one on there, uh, as far as I know. And of course, they had Zach. Zach was black. Uh, the yellow girl was the Asian girl. <laughs> Right. Yeah. The Yellow Ranger, um uh Yeah, but anyway, man, I I was talking about the um the Nada Yoga and uh mm-hmm. I saw that um as far as the uh, oscilloscope, you know, the the thing that um it basically it's uh, electronically it measures sounds on a screen and they were mm-hmm. talking about how the yeah, they were talking about how the uh, the actual vowels. Uh, Doctor Phil talked about this too. Uh, brother, brother Phil talked to us uh, a while ago with the um, Hebrew alphabet. But mm-hmm. um, like the the letter O or the, the vowel O, of course, being feminine in nature, it it literally it's a the shape of a circle on an oscilloscope. Like like not just alphabetically, you know, those symbols. So. That uh, being feminine in nature, that uh, the curve and everything, how it kind of pulls everything together, and and I remember you was talking about uh, different vowels and everything to clear the uh, certain centers of the body. Right. But, um, yeah. The uh, I think Mantak Chia he talked a little bit about that too. But well, amazingly, uh, in the movie they show the sound actually um, being the vi- vibration of of um, of liquid light or energy moving through the stones of the pyramids 
in which that invoked the power of apocalypse. As a matter of fact, they showed the pyramids when it was being lit up um, by this um, energy, the six-pointed star. Of course, you know, the mm. six-pointed star symbolizes as above, so below, as within, so without. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. You know, mm-hmm. So this Kabbalistic thing was even in the movie. You know, as a matter of fact, if we read um, the Holy Kabbalah by E.A. Wakes, um, A.E. Wakes, mm-hmm. he states on around page 20 in the commentary that the Kabbalah came together based on the Moors' left, um, leftover information uh, from when the Europeans raided the libraries in Europe. Mm. Mm. And he says this in the book. So, you know, we know that the Moors, who was also referred to as um, the Huguenots, which I make mention of back in my 2005 um, videotape about the weather wars, um, about Louisiana, that it was also in South Carolina and there was Moors. Um, We see the Moors also part of the Melungeons, you know, which that okay. later on we find out that um, Abraham Lincoln was a Melungeon, uh, mm-hmm. born of Nancy Hanks, um, as well as also, you know, um, a so-called African father. That's what they claim anyway. You know, so there's a lot of things going on. Even Elvis Presley was a Melungeon, you know. Um, so, I mean, it, it, you know, we, we see that the Moors did not just stay in Spain um, like we were told by the Albion, you know, that they traveled, you know, that they came here to the Americas. Matter of fact, it is spoken of that the um, that the presence of Moors was in North Carolina back in 1690. You know, um, this, is in, this actually was in Charlotte um, Observer, in the Charlotte Observer, I think it was back in 1993, 94, 95, somewhere around within those two years span, somewhere around then, you know, and said that um, that the Moors' presence was seen in um, in, um, in um, North Carolina in 1690. So we know that the Moors were here, and it was dark skin, of course. They're um, mixing in with the so-called um, natives, you know, as well as others, you know, um, brought about, you know, who we refer to now as the 20 Moors or the Europeans claiming that they are Moors in that sense, which really you can see through the Melungeons. But we also have the Moors, who was the Delaware Moors, who was the Nanakotes, who was also referred to as the Lenny Lenape, which were those from out of Maryland, Delaware, and Pennsylvania and Ohio, um, area all the way up into New York. Yeah, all along that, uh, all along the river. Uh, dang, this is the river that um, I'm going to ask you when I live up here. It's, it's the river that uh, cross South Carolina, all along South Carolina. Okay. Gotcha. And um, let me say this too before we go: is that um, 
the helmets on the Omex, they show you the Sentinels at the end of the X-Men Apocalypse movie. And what they're going to be dealing with next is the Sentinels coming in. Um, we know that these are gigantic robots, uh, robots and, you know, but the whole... Um, the whole thing, though, looks just like the helmets in which that was worn by the Omex. Hmm. You know, so once again, we see how X-Men, who was designed by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby, was actually, you know, um, using everything in which that took place, in which that was being discovered. You know that the heads were discovered in La Venta de Bosco, or the Yucatan Peninsula portion of Mexico. Um, we know that there was over 20-some-odd heads that was found. Some was even buried and refound again because the European didn't want that information out um, because you just can't bypass them lips and them noses, you know, and even yeah. some who had braids. And when my wife and I went down to Mexico in 2007, um, we walking down the street, and the damn th- um, 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 head is in the middle of the street, and we was taking pictures with it. Wow. He's like, oh, snap, yo, come on, take this own pick. <laughs> you know, and it was a, a replica of the of of a, of a, um, Omac head right there in the damn middle of the street. We jumped off the bus and got to that joint and went to it. You know, and because we were way back, we was walking to the hotel and we ended up going to other hotels and, you know, and talking with the Mexican people and guess what? One of the brothers said, come here, come here, come here. And I said, yeah. You know, my wife and I went over there, and he said, I got a question. And, he, and, um, and, he, and I said, yes. He said, why do you all believe in Jesus? <laughs> and I said, oh, you talking about Jesus really being symbolic to the sun and the 12 zodiac signs? You know, it's his disciples, 12 disciples. He said, oh, you know. I said, yes, I know. He said, why the others don't know? I said, I don't know. They don't read, I guess. <laughs> but you happen to get the right ones this day. <laughs> and so I asked him even further. I said, um, let me ask you this. Um, what do you all refer to us in the States as? Us, you know, melanated people, us black, you know, so-called black people. He said, oh, Moreno. Yeah. Yep, Moreno. Yep. I said, you so y'all don't call us Negroes? He said, no. Of course, because you go to any computer parts place and look on the box, you're going to see the word Negro being defined as an object. Mm-hmm. So he Not said the proper name was Moreno. Morena. Moreno for the males, Morena for the females. So-called black folks, we are Moreno, Moors. Morena, Moreno, we are Moors. That would be equivalent to the Moabite and Moabitis, which is the Hebrew terminology. But we are Moors, which means those who sprung forth from the land, which is the same definition as indigenous. To spring forth from the land and to have that encoded in your genealogy. 
you know, so I'm not going to go back on this rant, but we will go to the telephone line. Hold on, Mark. Um, we want you to remain on because you might be adding to this discussion, as you always do. Um, Erico 816, Erico 816, you're on the line. Erico 816? Yes, this is Trina. I'm just listening. I'm just listening. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I didn't even mean to push one again. I'm sorry. Oh, all right. All right. I got it. All right. Thank you. Let me go back to these phone lines. You got Erico 904. Erico 904, you're on the line. Peace, brothers. Peace, brothers. So, say y'all doing? Peace, peace. 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 Well, God, how you doing? Peace. Doc, Doc, you holding it down, man. That's 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 heavy, bro. And 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 it's that's really needed right now. You see what I'm saying? And um, right. because uh, we've been from from my experience, we've been just prepping us for all of this stuff. You know what I'm saying? We seeing it on TV. You know what I'm saying? But this is all actually what we're capable of now. You understand right. what I'm saying? Well, we just in this little sleep stage and things of that nature. But see, the cosmic forces are aligning to where natural processes going to be going on in the body organism itself because it's designed to, to interact with its environment despite right. the consciousness, you know what I'm saying, of the human. Exactly. You understand? Exactly. Whatever set you're claiming. Whatever set exactly. you're claiming, your body is going to experience these things in a minute. You understand what I'm saying? Exactly. And um, uh, aspect of... Uh, like he said, you said that he said I came into God. I came into the Godhead. I, I through consciousness. Right. You know what I'm saying? Through that level, of, attaining that level of consciousness, and that's what the the vulture and the um divine vulture and the snake represent on the God, uh, to to uh common. You know what I'm saying? And right. then the gold represent. It wasn't just they was in the gold. No, that's what the melanin do. It go from, um, you know, natural to supernatural. The base metal copper and the melanin, you know what I'm saying, it turns to gold to, to the divine alchemy. You understand what I'm saying? And what the, 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 the clinical, the aspect of the central nervous system, it, it matures. Right. It, you know, just like we go to the, the natural sexual aspect of us, we go from, you know, we go through puberty. You understand what I'm right. saying? Not a, now we can produce children just fundamentally. You know what I'm saying? And that's just how we're designed. And then all of this history, bro, is just a manipulation in a, 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 of that pure information to keep you enslaved. You know what I'm saying? You know, they came down here, the gods came down here, and an aspect of us is we was created to, to you know, as slave labor. So you understand? It's, it's just <clears throat> the dynamic of, all of this history, bro, you understand what I'm saying? But you got fundamental things that happen just through creation and laws, and you know how everything goes. And then you got all the little sub-stories, categories, and everything, and you know you find out what life is about as you play through these roles. You feel me? And uh, just where we had in the aspect of the movie, like I say, everything has been prepping us. You know what I'm saying? I grew up on X-Men, bro. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, right. I, I've been, all my life I've been saying we go get some superpowers or some shit. So, you know, mm-hmm. just the metaphysical, emotional um, energy, the essence of that, just me, you growing up feeling that, that is, it, it, you can tap into that. It has That's essence, true. you know what I'm saying? When your when your supercomputer go out of hibernation into full 
you know, act, active mode. You know, you're going from two strand to 12 strand, 24 strand. That's you right. got all gig, hard drive, super, exactly. super, sim- what? Like you just said, liquid light. You said it a, right. a, a minute ago. That's an aspect of us, bro. We got to, right. um, if, right. if, if, if anybody up on their studies, exactly. if anybody up on their studies, I do some real fundamental books for y'all. African origins of electromagnetism and African origins of biological psychiatry. That's if y'all, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I, I like the doc up here. I can sit up here and talk with the doc on this shit. You know what I'm saying? Without having to worry about people. Oh, what's this and that? You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just maturity, brothers and sisters. It's maturity, and right. And and you know, I drop with this, and um, it, it, it's a concept of um. Like, it's, it's all through the scriptures and everything. It's the principle. You know, mm-hmm. as bad as it can get, it can get that flip side. It can get as much better. You know what I'm saying? And then, like you say, the super senses kick in, the ESP. You know what I'm saying? And you, you all, we all are interdimensional infinity. So what, what can't we do, brothers and sisters? What can't we do? And we could do it. We could do it on the phone. You y'all know this kind of stuff because I'm I'm blacked out, bro. I got the headphones in. I'm blacked out, so y'all I'm I'm really I'm y'all up in my head. This whole thing is going on in my head because I'm blacked out and I huh. took my sac- sacrament. You feel me? So you know what I'm saying. I've been thinking this all night. But word up, bro. I appreciate the show, man. This outstanding show, Doc. You was dropping it, man. I, and I really appreciate all the callers and everything, man. That's a beautiful thing. Well, you thing. was dropping it, brother. And I appreciate you give, calling in and giving those comments. Because, um, no doubt. You know, no definitely no got to get to that. You know, you got to it. You know, I appreciate right. that. Yeah, Thank we you. the gods, man. We the gods, bro. And then brothers like us that's been in the conscious thing and whatever. Because, you know, I grew up all through New York. I know all the, the names, okay? I'm all y'all. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and we just kind of represent the forefront of it, you know what I'm saying? That the head is the head is forming and, and, and ready to be attached to the body. You know, the Indeed. head of Christ coming to the body of the church, which is you know that's you on your individual level, you and your family, your community, your nation. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, I dig man more as an identity. Uh, you got them 18 nationalities out of the script, and 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 I just say the script because that's what the that's just what the the movie we in right now. You know, right. we're looking for the uh the Christ to return and uh, and go and do the do. And the pen right. is mightier than the sword. But you know, you got them hard head motherfuckers out there gonna have to get that ass waxed. You know, I, I can't wait to turn motherfuckers into particles. You know <laughs> right. what I'm saying? Uh, I'm exactly. slapping motherfuckers with my thought, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, people that ain't no movie good without drama. That's just all it is to it. You know what I'm saying? And I, I appreciate y'all, man. It's Brother Neil, by the way, man. And uh, you know what I'm saying? I I, I, I call this this whole I call this whole concept of things, man. This is the upper room mentality. This is the upper room mentality. You know what I'm saying? We know up here. You know what I'm saying? And we the ones that gotta spit it to us, to our brothers and sisters. You feel me? No that's, doubt. That's what this is, man. It's the upper room mentality for me, man. Word up. Appreciate y'all, man. Appreciate you. Thank you, God. Peace, yes, Peace. All right. We got 10 seconds. I don't know if we're going to go off or what, but, you know, I appreciate each and every one for coming on, checking this out. Um, Brother L, you got about five seconds. You got anything you want to say? <laughs> yeah, brother, I didn't know Elvis Presley was uh, 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 a launching. Yeah, he was a Moore. 
Yep, by Tony Moore. Okay. Okay. Yep, indeed. All right. I said let's do it again. Next Wednesday then. All right, all right. That's what we're going to be doing, y'all. We're going to be hitting y'all up once again. All right, next Wednesday, we will be here. All right, we love y'all. Peace, and we out. Peace. Don't need to be a dope boy, my poetry is dope enough Trapping interstellar while my third eye open up See through all the lies that y'all tell it with a straight face Return of the luminous ones Y'all better make way to find a chapter Find a collapse on all you politicians They politic and how to lead a world no pot to piss in The way I think is more deep than in the Grand Canyon I guarantee this black man would be the man standing My premonition matched the old man calendar It's always accurate like a lightweight challenger For all you wicked witches and the wizard of Oz You and that Behind the curtain, yeah, y'all fixing the fall Only a matter of time before shit hit the fan Here's an idiot's guide for you on how to get a man I don't need a bunch of homers to ride or die with me I could call on Hey Ruth to fly the skies with me We going through the transition and that's all she wrote Put on my uncle, gave my Jesus peace back to the folk Came back, my angel time to bring heaven on earth I was the last golden child that returned to the earth We going through the transition and that's all she wrote Put on my uncle, gave my Jesus peace back to the folk When I'm riding on this city streets, never really miss a beat To the point of no return, lest I turn another cheek Catch me on my dated box, smooth as I wanna be Just being me, never chilling with the wannabes God in the flesh, dated bad sister latches But cosmic history is more than they can understand it My melanated skin, starbrush from the astro I made a dark energy created from black holes No thyself, the only one you can lean on I got some scoopers that y'all can break y'all weed on All right, here's Martin Luther King and slave ships but what about the underwater cities and spaceships? My mystical mind, we had the government covering. What if the old man temple fly away like a mothership? Where African people wear the rear and they knock it, wearing feathers on their heads just to prove feet taller than me. Going through the transition and that's all she wrote. Put on my uncle, gave my Jesus peace back to the Pope. Came back, my angel time to bring heaven on earth. I was the last golden child that returned to the earth. We going through the transition and that's all she wrote. Put on my uncle, gave my Jesus peace back to the Pope. Y'all don't look at me the same, I ain't nothing like I used to be Upgraded daily through the lies and all the foolery My dream became lucid, I travel back in time Collecting life data for my subconscious mind That father let me know that anything is possible By pulling down the universe through my crown chakra Manipulate the energy, it's all an illusion Knowing who you are kills all the confusion Why 85% judge off my appearance? I use alchemy to create the world potential My lyrics